The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Driver, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and we are ever so quickly approaching the beginning of the 2023 NASCAR Cup Championship Series race, whatever you call it, Winston Nextel uh, Grand National. I, I don't even care if you called it the uh, Dave and Buster's Cup. I I just want NASCAR to hurry up and be here, uh, and I'm excited for it. But Cody, buddy, we are again inching closer to this uh, to this new season. Getting ever so closer. One month from today, as we record this on uh, January 4th, cars will be on the track in Los Angeles for the uh, Clash practices and stuff not the race yet but one month from today so we are so close to getting there where's the odds at for this race come on let's go we're only a month out let's go we <laughs> i know anyways we we petitioned yeah, so, for uh, stuff and it happens but we just need to petition for this exactly so yeah 32 days for that 46 days until the daytona 500 um so yeah let's uh let's jump right into our history lesson for the day number 46 car not quite as as used in uh, NASCAR as the number 47 car has been, but 467 races, that's, that's a good amount. 11 times that car has been in victory lane, 196 top 20 finishes. Uh, the driver who started the most races in this car, a very, you know, if you have to pick a name that, that you're going to be named to be a NASCAR driver, Speedy Thompson, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good name. He raced in NASCAR from 1950 on and off all the way through 1971 he won eight races in this number um but had many more races over his career he ran a couple of different numbers but eight races he won in this uh 46 car jack smith only 12 starts in the number 46 but he won two of them um and then i'm trying to why does it say 11 wins oh yeah bob wellborn only made two starts in the number 46 but um, was able to win one race in it. Uh, Michael Annette, somebody who started 69 races in the Cup Series in 46. He's a guy that just two years ago was a full-time in Xfinity, 
um, and has retired obviously since then. But some other popular names, Wally Dollenback. I always remember that car as a kid. He drove the Woody Woodpecker number 46 car. That was always one that uh, stuck out to me. J.J. Yaley, who still races part-time in NASCAR. Uh, Johnny Allen, Scott Speed. Michael McDowell's actually started seven races in this number. Um, so, yeah, there's been been some some different guys in this car over the years, but 467 starts for the number 46 car. Is that Jack Smith of the same 47 car fame? Is that is that the same Jack Smith that we're talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, you I, know, it might be. Yeah, I, uh, I just remember we we brought his name up guess. at the 47. He only started 12. He only started 12. Oh, wow. He... <laughs> You want to hear all the numbers Jack Smith has raised? I mean, it's a generic name. In, Why not be in generic NASCAR? in cars? Yeah, let's hear it. How? Wow. Can you imagine if we were allowed to have three-digit race cars or letters like they do on short tracks? He's raced the number 999 car. Woo. The 47, the 46, the 48, the 91, the 200, uh, a couple other numbers we see every day. The 500, the 120, the 141. The number 2B, the number 296, the number 44X, the number 502, the number 610. Uh, yeah, I mean, 992, 99. A lot of these were one or two races. So he drove, he, he started 194 races in the 47 car, and then 12 races in 46, and then every other one is like seven or less, but there's, yeah, like 16 different numbers on here he raced. Good Lord. King of the triple digits. Let's just put it that yeah, way. I mean, he was a, not loyal to any car. I mean, 101 races in Chevy. He was in Pontiac, 95 races. Ran the Studebaker a couple, the Hudson, Chrysler, Oldsmobile. Um, so, yeah, all, all over the place for Jack Smith. Um, and then, yeah, for uh, 46, looks like the last time it was raced was 2019. Joey Gase started one race in there. And then this one, too. Chevrolet, very dominant with this number, 346 races. Dodge checks in second at 63. You got Oldsmobile, Buick, Buick Lincoln, Toyota, Plymouth, Cadillac, and Kaiser even started. Uh, one, one race in a Kaiser car. Oh, in, uh, that's insane. Grand National Series. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I love it. That's, that's, I mean, you're digging deep when you're talking about a guy that runs straight up triple digits, man. It, that's, that's insane. Yeah, that's, those are the days, right? I mean, you go to like your local short track now and you'll see like the dollar 98 car or, you know, a lot of like two X or two Z or, you know, stuff like that. But uh, not, not something we see in NASCAR anymore, right? Yeah, no, not for sure. I mean, that's, I, well, I mean, who knows? They may end up bringing them back and that would be absolutely fun to see triple digits back on the track. So, um, all right, for my history part of this, I'm taking you back to 2013. Again, we're going into the 2023 season. Let's go back 10 years now and explore what the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series uh, had to offer. Cody Zeeb, care to take a stab at who was the champion in 2013? I'm just going to go with uh, Jimmy Johnson. Hey, he won all of them around that time. You're going to be absolutely <laughs> correct. Jimmy Johnson bringing home his Christ. sixth title in 2013 after they changed the rules for him to not continue to win championships. He still does it because, screw you, that's why. <laughs> that's the most underrated part of Jimmy Johnson was NASCAR literally didn't want him to continue to win and kept trying to change the format and change how they did it so he wouldn't win. 
and he just kept winning. <laughs> it's it's insane, but I love it because I'm telling you right now, it, it just he was one of the guys that could not stop crossing the finish line. And say what you will, I mean, everyone's like, oh, but he cheated doing it. I mean, look, you can cheat. Well, we always say you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But by the same token, it's like when they could when they continue to try to shore up those loopholes so you don't exploit them anymore. I mean. Dude, at some point, you've got to concede the fact that, one, the driver was good to be able to, to keep up with all those changing conditions, and two, the team was smart enough to just be one step ahead of it every single time that it happened. So, I mean, we sit back and, and we may be lost in the fact that Jimmy Johnson had such a tremendous run over the course of his time as a NASCAR Cup driver, but... The dude was just good, and and I that's why I'm so glad that I picked him as a driver before he turned into exactly what he was because I got to enjoy it, and I got to enjoy it from a standpoint of I wasn't jumping on the bandwagon. You know, I was literally there from the beginning thinking, this guy has potential, and thank God I was right because that was a fun time to be a Jimmy Johnson fan. Absolutely, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, it man, just his domination for those years absolutely incredible jimmy johnson started the season by winning the daytona 500 he ended up winning in martinsville he went on to win at pocono he won again at daytona uh he went on to win at dover and in texas uh where his wins for the season finishing up with 2419 points to second place matt kenseth's 2400 point matt matt kenseth one-time dominator of the whole series, too, for a while. I mean, obviously not as many championships as Jimmy, but always in the co uh, the conversation. But it went Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth in second, Kevin Harvick in third, Kyle Busch in fourth. Those are those young guns, right? Dale Earnhardt in fifth, Jeff Gordon in sixth, Clint Boyer in seventh, Joey Logano in eighth, Greg Biffle in ninth, and Kurt Busch in tenth with Ryan Newman peeking into the top ten at 11. That was your... That was your championship uh, drivers there in in 2013. That's a uh, yeah, pretty pretty loaded field of uh, a lot of a lot of memorable names and guys and yeah, it, it is crazy to think about how history could be different. It, it, Jimmy Johnson not dominated that whole period, uh, won seven titles. I mean, guys like Matt Kenseth finishing second, guys like Carl Edwards with Denny Hamlin maybe have gotten an early championship. Uh, where, where he's now, you know, considered to be one of the greatest that's not done it because, you, you know, half of his career was hogged up by Johnson winning them. But yeah, it would be be kind of interesting to see how things maybe would have been different had Jimmy Johnson not been there and, and won those seven championships. Jeff Gordon probably would have gotten more. Maybe he would have reached seven had he not picked the guy that was going to beat him every year. Uh, yeah, so uh, crazy, crazy to think about. You got to be a hell of a team player to know that you, your successor that you chose, the guy that you chose to be your teammate just is going to stomp you at every single turn. I mean, I don't know if you're Jeff Gordon, does that keep you up at night still? I, I, I wonder. I mean, he was technically a part owner on that car, so he was getting the championships as an owner, right? So maybe not, but I'm sure, I'm sure the thought has crossed his mind of not only look what I did and bringing this guy here and what we built together, you know, but what could I have done if he wasn't in my way? 
how many more championships could I have brought home at that point? Exactly. Uh, the 2013 season was the first season using the Gen 6 car. Uh, actually, that was what replaced the car tomorrow. Because again, we kept saying they kept trying to change the cars to make sure that Jimmy Johnson could not win the championship uh, any more times. But uh, yeah, even that change didn't uh, did not keep. So it was you know it was crazy. And Dodge was not in this series in 2013. That was the first season that they'd been out. Yep. After winning the championship in 2012 with Brad Keselowski. Uh And and then they exited out stage left. No more Dodge since then. What would it take though, Cody? I wonder to bring back um, a Dodge in the, in the NASCAR. Do you think that would ever be on the table again? I think, didn't they have rumblings that they would think about it or something? 100%. So recently there was rumors that, NASCAR was very close to bringing on another manufacturer and the rumors were with Keselowski going over to Roush now and they're another one of the Ford teams not necessarily one of the top ones that maybe that was the team that was kind of in talks to come on as you know when Dodge came back into the sport they came on with the Ray Everham team and that was the Dodge team and, and then other teams followed in suit obviously but come in with one major team and, and with uh, Roush Fenway, or you know, Roush Fenway Kozlowski kind of playing third, fourth string at Ford at this point with, with some of the other stronger Ford teams. Maybe they were the team that, that could have been the number one Dodge team, and that helped flourish them towards the front. But it seems like those talks kind of fell through. And at this point, there's no intimate or you know, in in the uh, yeah, I don't know what the word immediate is. or in, imminent, imminent. There we go. Plans. There we go. <laughs> Big words you, are hard. You got me, vacation sorry. brain already. You're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, plans for for anything to happen with Dodge anytime soon. But I definitely wouldn't rule it out. I mean, they obviously are an American car maker. They've been. It's been a very on and off relationship with Dodge and NASCAR. They were at Dodge. They were, they were in NASCAR a long time ago. And then they were out of NASCAR for a very long time until they came back in the 2001 season with Everham with Elliot and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, no, no plans right now, but definitely not out of the consideration. I think other uh, manufacturers could potentially come in as well. We could see Honda has been rumored for years, um, you know, and then you see the Honda commercials, right. And they're just bragging about all the stuff they've done. And people said we couldn't build cars and they said we couldn't win motorcycle races. And they said we couldn't win F1 world championships. And it shows Verstappen crossing the, you know, and it's like, they've done all these things. Like, let's add a NASCAR leg onto that, right? They said you couldn't do it in NASCAR. Now, I'm saying it right now. You can't do it in NASCAR. So go prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless they bring Mercedes into the mix, that would be. Yeah. That would be. A, yeah, I don't know if we'll get the luxury cars necessarily, but. Yeah, uh, I don't know that that would ever happen. <laughs> it's been that there's obviously, as we've gone through this, we've seen all the different types of cars that were in NASCAR for a long time back in the day. We talked to yesterday's show about Pontiac, and I think 2003 was their last season uh, you had brought up. So, yeah, I mean, those there's been other prominent manufacturers, and we saw Toyota enter the sport quite a few years back. Now they're just, you know, one of the mainstays in NASCAR, and they've obviously done a, a ton of winning with Kyle Busch and with Joe Gibbs Racing and, and other teams. Um, so, yeah, I think eventually we will see more uh, manufacturers enter the sport or, or at least another one at some point. Um, whether it's Dodge, I think we would like to see just because, you know, we, we've seen them before and they've had success, obviously won the championship the last year they were in NASCAR, 
before they left. So, uh, yeah, I, I, th I think eventually we're definitely going to get someone and hopefully Dodge just for, for old time's sake. You talk about uh, all of that and Penske and everything like that. Uh, actually, it was it was this year that Kenseth replaced Joey Logano in the 20 at Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, and, and he was driving the 17 for a while, and then Ricky Stenhouse took that over uh, when when the Ford, uh, when he didn't come back. So crazy stuff, man. It's it's that's, just... That's one of those craziest things to, to go back and think about was... So Joey Logano, 18, I think, when he got thrust into that car to replace Tony Stewart who at that time was, I think he had won one championship, but was this great driver. He left to go join Haas and, and start Stuart Haas. Uh, and they thrust this young Joey Logano, this ripe Joey Logano in that car. Not a lot of success in that 20 car. Gets fired from Joe Gibbs, basically. Or have we heard that recently, right? Eric Jones, young, gets put in the car. Not a lot of success, gets fired. And then, you know, you bring in a veteran like Matt Kenseth and that worked out for him. And then, that car has kind of rotated a few times since then, but now look at Joey Logano, our champion from this past season, two-time champion now. He's won all these races, and Joe Gibbs had just you know disposed of him at some point because he wasn't cutting it over there, and uh, obviously got that second chance with Penske and uh, hasn't looked back. <laughs> yep, and it was at 2013 where that marriage started, so uh, just a, a great start to a great story for Joey Logano. All right. Let's uh, step away from the history. We'll start talking about the now uh, in NASCAR when we come back from the break. But before we do, let me tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. You get great odds, promos, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100.00. Win $100. Always limited to state availability. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends, and right now you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. Plus, they also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Cody, still lots going on in NASCAR as we prep ourselves for the Bush Clash, for the Daytona 500, for the entire season as a whole. So uh, where do we want to start? Uh, where do we, what do we want to talk about first, Cody? First of all, this crazy video that got shared today, I just shared it in the Discord over at sg.pn slash Discord. Make sure you join there, get in the NASCAR channel, uh, and chop it up with us in there. But uh, Junior Motorsports this morning, there was a, li a lightning strike that like hit a truck that had a trailer, like a pickup truck with a trailer on the back of it, and it like hit the truck, and the truck like it was like a big you know ball of light, and then the truck's lights like pop on and start flashing and everything, and then they they post another video later after the storm is over went out, not a dent or anything on the truck. Like had there not been a you know a video camera you know facing that direction, and somebody would have noticed. 
you'd have never known the truck got struck by lightning, but it was pretty, pretty insane. Just a bolt comes down and hits the truck and there's a bunch of sparks and everything. The lights start flashing on the truck. Pretty, pretty insane. They said a great way to start uh, 2023. I think lightning strikes are lucky, right? I don't know. I, I, I've been told I that. So. Maybe yeah. they should go buy that, that mega millions, uh, <laughs> sponsorship right <laughs> or uh, that mega million mega millions ticket and get try and try and win that it's almost a billion dollars well this bomb cyclone is supposed to bring with it a lot of uh, electricity so we'll see if there's some good luck inherent <laughs> in go, that Rod. <laughs> but yeah i look but, i couldn't uh, even imagine like those types of things they scare the hell out of me i know that like you have less chance of getting hit by lightning than you know anything else in this world but dude i mean that that stuff's scary yeah, for sure. It's uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy to watch. So definitely go get on the Discord and go check that out. Um, okay, I want to talk about some sponsorship news. Uh, there's been a lot of announcements here lately, and we were kind of I think we had a little speculated a little bit on this in the past. Maybe who who would be sponsoring where and whatnot. Um, RCR has announced kind of over the last couple of weeks. Kyle Busch's sponsors are almost going to be just what Tyler Reddick sponsors were last year. And I heard somebody talking about this, and I can't remember who to give them the credit, but a lot of the teams have been putting clauses in the sponsorship agreements, basically tying the sponsorships to the teams more than the drivers so that if a driver does leave, like a Kyle Busch, you know, or in this case, a Tyler Reddick, that the team isn't just, and this would have come in, I mean, I think that Kyle Busch brings his own sponsorship anyways, if these guys hadn't still been around, but you lose a big name like Tyler Reddick, that's an up and coming name. If they replace that with, you know, an Austin Hill or something would have been a lot harder to get sponsors to sign on. So I think having those clauses in there, in this case, didn't need it as much necessarily because I think you could have found sponsorship for Kyle Busch, even though Joe Gibbs will tell you, you couldn't. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so they've announced that three Chi will be back. Alsco will be back. Lenovo will be back. Bet MGM will be back. And Cheddar's uh, all are going to remain on that number eight car. And if you haven't seen the the new font, they redid the font for the eight car uh, to, to kind of make it Kyle Busch's own. It's pretty pretty awesome looking. I, I really like it. Um, it. It looks really nice. So that makes a lot of sense, though, honestly. And I, and I feel like this is how they probably should have done it almost entirely up until now. And I'm sure some teams did, you know, just keep the, the same sponsors with the same car because or, or the same team, even maybe not necessarily the same car. But, you know, because we've seen the driver turnover happen time and time and time again. And the uh, chaos that comes with trying to pair up a car. I mean, it's not easy to paint these cars every week. It's not easy to design these cars at week in and week out. So if you're changing sponsors, like you're changing clothes, it, it doesn't make for a very conducive garage. Cause you know, every other week or every other season, you're having to come up with new uh, paint schemes or, or, or decals or anything like that. So, I mean, at the very least that, that does lend some stability to it. So I can, I can hopefully that, you know what I want to see? I want to see them bring back Budweiser for the, uh, for the eight car. That you know, it w it would be a, a perfect fit. We've obviously the that those two Budweiser and the eight car go hand in hand, as that was uh, was always the thing. I don't know that there's a lot of uh, Budweiser sponsorship money left out there anymore, uh, <laughs> but you know maybe someday. Uh, but yeah, and sponsorship sponsorship has been a thing that's changed over the years. Obviously, we've talked about that a little 
It used to be you just had the DuPont car, you just had the Goodwrench car, and that's not the case anymore. Luckily, it is easier for them to change the the paint schemes every week because it's not even a paint anymore. It's a wrap, and they apply it to the car and whatever. But um, I did see a list today that was kind of interesting. Here's some uh, sponsors that are leaving NASCAR this this coming season, or at least haven't re-upped their, their contract. Um, and, and sponsorships uh, come and go. You're going to see sponsors leave every year. You're going to see sponsors come every year. I don't have a list of new ones, which would be something – Fun, that would be fun to, to go through and see, but a couple that, that we aren't going to see anymore. M&M's obviously Mars candy company. Uh, we, we won't see them anymore with the 18 uh, focus factor. That was a big one for petty GMS with Eric Jones. They're gone. Uh, the Kohler generators with RFK. Um, Brad Keselowski ran a lot of those on the, the six car. That's going to be gone. Built bars left Spire motorsports. That kind of breaks my heart. I, I love to see Corey LaJoy having, they seem to be his, Biggest supporter and sponsor. He's obviously uh, one of one of my favorite drivers personally. So hopefully they've found some good sponsorship to replace him. Uh, Tax Slayer is gone at Jordan Anderson in the Xfinity Series. Um, so yeah, just some uh, A Shock also uh, is not coming back to Chase Elliott. Been interesting. He's gone through a few different drink sponsorships. He had Mountain Dew for a little bit, then they kind of left. Now A Shock's gone. Those were some pretty cool looking cars, and when he raced sprint cars, uh, they he would have those, and the, he raced the truck series that one a couple times. So, be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe he's the next Coca Cola driver. Who knows? Uh, Bill, back in the day, Bill Elliott was a was a Coca Cola racing family driver. So, we'll see where where that ends up going for him. But uh, just just kind of interesting to see some of the ones that are, are leaving uh, or or not returning at least at this point. I remember um, when when uh, Dupont left. I remember when Bud officially left. Like I remember those. We thought that that was going to be a giant hole in the advertising vacuum or a creative vacuum, I suppose, in the advertising world. But I mean, it's crazy because we've seen so many other play other players step into the game right. that it just yep. feels like does it ever. I mean, Bet MGM is a big one. When we see uh, Kyle Busch drive, I almost feel like it kind of makes more of an impact when Kyle Busch is driving the Bet MGM car than Tyler yeah. Reddick, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it makes a difference to have, I mean, not only do, like we talked about with Derek on the last show, you know, are they talking about it on the broadcast? They're giving out the odds before the races. Now you see an actual, <laughs> you can use this app to bet on the races, right? And it's driving around out on the track and, Kyle Busch is doing sponsor appearances. And for us that collect diecast cars, that's where this gets expensive because there's so many different diecasts to create these days, right? Because you got all these different sponsors. Um, but yeah, it's it, uh sponsorship makes an impact, right? We we all know that. Um, and yeah, it, it is sad when you see the DuPonts leave. Uh MM's leaving is a huge one. They've been a big part of the sport for so long. Luckily, though, NASCAR, when we've seen lately even though we don't have the same car week in and week out, it seems like there's a lot of new faces and new people coming into the sport as sponsors. And maybe that's even a better thing to have instead of just one sponsorship on the car all year, you have all these different ones and you're getting, you know, these, the people that work in those companies are, are paying attention. And, you know, you'll see like in different markets, you know, if somebody has their home base there and that's their home track, they bring a ton of their employees to a race and that's how you get more people involved in it and everything. So I think it is a positive and a negative. Obviously, 
it was nice back in the day where you just had the M&M's car, you just had the DuPont car, you just had the STP car. But even now, and it is, does leave us open for fun, different cool schemes and different fun, cool gear for, for different drivers and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely got its perks and its, uh, and its setbacks as well. But uh, overall, I, I feel like the sport's still doing pretty good in the sponsorship department. Um, you're still seeing a lot of, a lot of the, there's some companies that are dumping tons of money into it. I mean, you look at Menards, right? They're on how many different cars they're in the cup series. They're in the Xfinity series. They're in the truck series. They sponsor the Arca Menards series. Uh, they're all over the place. Monster. That's one we're going to touch on here in a minute. They are on every freaking car in the garage. It seems like, right? And, I mean, they're all over the place. You got Haley Deegan, you've got Ty Gibbs, you've got Tyler Reddick. Now it sounds like Kurt Busch in the past. Uh, all these different guys that have been driving monster stuff. Well, the whole um, series was named after it too. The monster. Yeah, Energy it was series. the Monster Cup series, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, um, yeah, for a couple of years there. That's the that was the strangest one because it was like a two year deal, and then they said, "Eh, never mind." But yeah, they're like, oh, that but, was probably too yeah, much." It was the whole series at one point, right? So uh, there is still plenty of sponsorship money out there, and it's they're having to work for it a little more now, I think, and sell themselves more and, and you know divvy it up more, but. It, overall it seems like it works out pretty well do you think that other casinos other sports books are going to jump in the or does bet mgm have the monopoly in there yes yeah, so i'm not sure because i know there's been i would think that that other ones would be well DraftKings. we saw sponsored uh bubba a couple races a couple years ago uh, i think that was a good one so i don't think that there's anything like that i know like when it was next slash sprint um, like the singular wireless car was got grandfathered in, but once their sponsorship ran out, Verizon and AT&T couldn't come in and have sponsored cars, but that was because it was the title sponsorship. Um, so I don't think there's really anything like that these days. I would imagine that anybody and everybody can come in. So hopefully we see the win bet car out there on the track uh, this year. Right. And uh, there Let's you go. go. Sponsor Let's go. Corey LaJoy, right? Let's put him 200 to one to win the Daytona 500. <laughs> And let's all go make some money. Uh, I love it. Well, okay, so let's continue this little sponsorship thing going because uh, we'll talk about Ty Gibbs next, right? Yeah, so more announcements from today. Ty Gibbs, big surprise, right? (laughs) As as it's been talked about in the Discord channel, he's just got a can of Monster glued to his hand when he's not in the car. It's always there. He's always sipping on it. Um, But uh, they they said today that Monster will be back for a quote-unquote fair number of races as the premier sponsor so with that 54 car that's going to be one of the you know sponsorships you see obviously we've not seen anything else announced um good great chance i think that interstate batteries continues to sponsor that they've sponsored the 18 car since it was came into nascar back in the 90s for a long time it was just the interstate batteries 18 car before you know kyle bush came in and m&m's got on board and everything through the Dale Jarrett days, through the Bobby Labonte days when he won the championship in that car. It was always the interstate battery car. They've always been with Gibbs. They seem to love that partnership. I would imagine that we see them uh, come on there. And obviously, they sponsored him in the Xfinity series as well. Um, But I'm sure you'll continue to see more partners. Gibbs seems like a a very marketable program that has kind of their their set guys that, uh, that sponsor their cars in. They'll pass the sponsorships around, right? We see DeWalt on the 20 car. Then we see it on the 19 car. Uh, you got like Auto Trader, Sport Clips. They kind of rotate around on the different cars. So I think there's enough sponsorship to go around over there. But Monster on the 54 car, not a big shocker there. 
Um, and then with 2311, um, the pres president of 2311, Steve Lauletta, said today um, that they are going to have the same great partners for the 45 team in 2023. He didn't necessarily name anything, but sounds like you're going to see Monster on the 45 car still with Tyler Reddick now. Uh, Jordan Brand, obviously, I would assume you'll see on there for the races, which coolest paint scheme ever, right, was the, the Kurt Busch Jordan Brand car. I got to see that up close in Victory Lane kansas that was a lot of fun um but yeah so so it sounds like just going to be i and i would assume that these these already had sponsorships to continue with the 45 when kurt bush had, was the plan to be in there obviously things have changed in that department and now it's tyler reddick but uh you know if i was a sponsor it's probably a guy i'm wanting to get on with now before he ends up going on the kyle larson type of terror that I think that he's going to end up going on and uh, becomes a lot more expensive to sponsor. Yep. <laughs> he's just going to have to learn how to enjoy monster energy drinks. That's uh, really all there is to it. As soon exactly. as it, as soon as well, it gets it out of the even, car. I mean, I'm highly convinced that until he started getting rowdy, because Kyle Bush has been through 18 different energy drink sponsors. It seems like he was a big NOS guy at one point. He was a monster guy at one point, and he always just had the cup with the straw on it. So could have been Jack Daniels in there. Who knows Probably what was, was in there, right? <laughs> but as long as the cup said it, so you don't even have to drink the product necessarily. As long as, as long as the cup you're drinking out of says what's on there, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, look, that's, that's what you do when you go to a, a um, what do you call it? A movie theater anyways, right? You just bring right. whatever you got in there and whatever's in there is in there. Yeah. Whatever's in there is in there. Don't ask questions. Although nowadays it doesn't matter because they've got bars at. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, what a great investment reclining chairs and bars i mean yeah and bars in the theaters what a time to be alive and food get a lot you could have spent all day in there i i have <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's a little expensive but you can still spend a whole day in there <laughs> it's better than a, it's it's less expensive than a day at disneyland i'll tell you that right now. Uh, there you go true true Good uh, yeah but so i look here's the thing with with these guys too and and obviously it really i this this is not necessarily all that gambling related, but as far as just knowing from a, a standpoint of the level of dedication that these sponsors have to these teams and these cars and the kind of money that they're putting at it, obviously it it translates to the track. I mean, we saw the forty five car do well toward the end there before Kurt Busch got hurt. You know, we we saw Bubba uh, do well in in fits and spurts, and so. These sponsorships mean a lot when we start talking about where these guys run on the track week in and week out. And so, you know, it, it, it's not as if we're just kind of bringing this up just to fill time, but we're also bringing this up just to let you know, too, that everything in NASCAR works in, in harmony. Everything that happens off the track, on the track, in the garage, um, you know, these guys, it, it's a well-oiled machine that turns these teams into what we see on a weekly, uh, a weekend and uh, basis, because all of this stuff factors into our research. I mean, it's it's kind of it's weird to think about it, but you know, does Monster on the car have anything to do with how well they're going to perform? Well, I, I'll say that Monster has much deeper pockets than Tax Slayer. So if Tax Slayer is on the side of the car, no offense to Tax Slayer, obviously. You know, great product. You use it when you when you need taxes done. But by and large, slay your taxes. when you need to slay your taxes, like they'll give you a sword and help you out. But again, the, the pockets aren't as deep. And so 
That just means that that car probably won't perform on a weekly basis as well as that monster car. So what does that mean for us in the betting aspect of it? Well, that probably means that there's a lesser driver, so we may not want to put a lot of money on him to win the race. Uh, You know, we'll just have to think about it when it comes in terms of a head-to-head or anything like that. You know, all this stuff factors in. I mean, it's not like football where you're going to go out and, you know, these two teams are set and there's kind of no other real... I mean, you can look at their past performance and all that other stuff, but like, you know that the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't have what it take to beat the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever. And maybe they do now, who knows? But, you know, at the same time, like, there's a lot more that goes into NASCAR and really ultimately breaking down every aspect of it is is what we're here to do. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd love to just sit here and talk more NASCAR gambling and stuff. We're just waiting for more lines to come out, right? I mean, we've covered everything that's out there at this point. There's only so much we can talk about with that, but we like to just be on here, talk about NASCAR, BS around, right? But these are the cars you're going to see on the track, right? The sponsorships influence things that you're going to to buy or you're going to drink, right? I'm drinking a body armor right now because, well, Kobe Bryant mostly, but Kobe Bryant founded it. I see it all the time on the Ryan Blaney cars, right? I love that paint scheme. So I've really gotten into drinking their stuff. Like it, it does help that. And then these things help these teams, right? So Corey LaJoy talks about a lot of times they have B and C motors in a lot of their cars. That's why that seven car is not up front every week. It's not because Corey LaJoy can't drive good. You drop him in the five car, Corey LaJoy is going to be competing for races week in and week out, right? That's that's how it works. But with big sponsors like Built Bar that can pour a lot of money in there, we know they have a huge advertising budget, right? You hear them everywhere it seems like everywhere you look you hear about you see about built bar so when they're putting more money into the car then every once in a while he gets upgraded to an a engine then at 201 he almost wins atlanta right and so where he's got cars that can be a little more competitive and it makes a big difference and really you want to look at it this way right and this is what gibbs says happened kyle bush mars was leaving kyle bush was getting so much money from mars being his sponsor Gibbs couldn't replace that and he didn't want to take the pay cut. Now he no longer races for that team. He no longer has a truck team for Toyota in the truck series. Like so many dominoes fell just because the sponsor left, or at least that's what Gibbs says. I think they wanted to fire him anyways, but that's a whole nother story. We get into another time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it does affect things greatly it, where these sponsorships are, who's getting what, you know, who has funding and especially when we get down to the Xfinity series, we get down to some of these lower tier teams, they don't have funding behind them. They're not going to perform as well. Are the Joe Gibbs cars going to be good every week? Yeah, probably. Are the Hender cars going to be good every week? Yeah, probably. But it's still newsworthy when the team that, you know, things change and looks change and we see different cars and, and different paint schemes and, and all of that stuff. So while we're sitting here with 32 days until the clash, it's fun stuff to talk about. It is. It's great stuff. And not everybody could be like Ricky Bobby and have me on the trunk and be and be sponsored by M-E. M-E? What's M-E? It's me, Bobby. You're sponsored by me. me. Not first to last, right, Rob? <laughs> God, I love that movie. I'm going to watch it again before the season starts. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, one, more, one more topic. What do we got? I know you have one. You've got a long list. We never get to all of your topics. It's, uh- Cody. It's literally a running list. I got like six pages of stuff. I just keep writing down every time. I, I feel bad because Cody comes to me every week and he's like, look, I've got about 15 Rod's things to talk like, about. We're going to have enough stuff to talk about. Like, don't worry, Rod. I got you covered. I 
I got plenty of notes, all right? Cody goes, Cody goes, I got like 20 things to talk about. And I'm always like, all right, Cody, pick your favorite <laughs> one. Yeah, let's, and let's, let's go come down to a couple here, right? <laughs> just kidding. All right. Uh, what yeah, just a couple of, uh, of driver announcements where some guys are going to be, some stuff that's come out here recently. Uh, Kaz Grala is going to be full time in the number 26 for Sam Hunt Racing. Uh, that Toyota team, obviously, we talked a lot about that 26 car last year when it came in, into the respect of John Hernemachek and the, him not being quite as good in that car as he was when he raced the 18 car. Um, but uh, Kaz Grala seems to be one of these up and coming drivers. He's getting a lot of chances here and there. We've seen him make some Cup Series starts. Uh, I believe he's still one of the drivers for the number 50 car. That we'll see at some races um but this is kind of his first full-time ride right he's he's just bounced around with part-time stuff here and there um we saw a guy like anthony alfredo do that at one point and then he ends up in the cup series in the 38 car now he's he's stepped is he still in the 38 car gosh i don't even remember no, no he's he he's yeah he's back. yeah he's stepped back but um but we've seen some of these guys kind of climb through quickly uh, as part-time guys and then all of a sudden they're a full-time cup guy that we're going to be talking about a lot more um so yeah, no noteworthy that that Casgrall is going to be in that twenty six car. Well, hold on. It's so not, let's let's talk about that real quick though. Yeah. When we when we're thinking about betting him next season, now that we know that he's got a full time ride, obviously that's a confidence builder. Obviously that means that there's something we did talk about him, like you said, a lot of a lot. It, well, when he did make starts and kind of brought him up every once in a while as an intriguing play. Um, what do we do with him this season? How, how are we approaching him? Do we have to just wait wait and kind of see how the first few races shake out or? Is yeah, somebody it would be more, jump of a, 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 more of a wait and see kind of how he does, but maybe that could be something earlier on in the season. We know those Sam Hunt cars are pretty good, right? They're not the Joe Gibbs cars of the Xfinity series, right? They're not the junior motorsports cars. We know that, but they're they're on that next tier of of cars, a team that does pretty well and, and has support from Toyota and puts pretty decent cars out there week in and week out. And I, I think that Grawl is a good driver. As we talked about, he's got some Cup Series starts and whatnot so having somebody in that car full time i mean we saw it reach its potential at times with john hunter it was still a little more limited than when he was in the gibbs cars obviously um but uh, i think that we've seen enough from grala in the stuff that he's run to to get pretty good results so he might be a guy that comes up in head-to-heads quite a bit because he's going to be a guy i think you're probably going to see as maybe a top 10 top 15 driver week in and week out as he gets settled into a full-time ride that's his that, that they can build that chemistry as the season goes on. I concur. Um, Josh Balicki is going to run some races in the 78 car for BJ McLeod. That's not really super noteworthy. He's bounced around here and there in the cup series. Most recently we saw him run part-time in the 77. That was a shared ride, right? Um, but he's taking his Zeigler auto group sponsorship over there uh, to live fast racing. So, We'll still see him in the in the Cup Series. He's a guy that you can bet on at, at the Super Speedways. Um, I think he ended up with a top five last year, I'm pretty sure, at one of those crazy, whacked-out uh, Super Speedway races. So probably a guy we'll talk about with some top five, top tens at Super Speedways. Other than that, unless we start getting matchups throughout the whole field, probably not going to be a guy we talk about a ton. But DFS, possibly, too, in some aspects, yeah. right? Because that yeah, 78 car was usually a, a good backmarker car to... To yeah. just sort of and it's always there. one of the cheapest ones too. So he's not quite to the level of of BJ McLeod. I think BJ is a little more talented than he is. Owns the car obviously as well. Um, but so I think it'll probably perform a little better when BJ's in it. But yeah, Balicki might be 
a punt when you need a punt if you're if you're loading up at the top uh, that we'll talk about during DFS this year a little bit. Next up on this list, Jeffrey Earnhardt got a full-time ride. Uh, good to see him still hanging on. He's he's obviously not quite the talent of the other Earnhardts we've seen come up, right? But he's still a talented driver that, that's done some good stuff. He finished second place. Another guy we almost won a lot of money on at Talladega last year. A very long shot. Another man, these second places at these super speedways killing me. But uh, Alpha Prime is a, is a decent decent race team in the 44 car he's going to over there. Um, he's bringing that Forever Lawn sponsorship with him. They seem to be following him around wherever he's gone. I know he's done some Gibbs races. Um, he did some races, I think, with Sam Hunter and Jordan Anderson last year. Just, again, a guy that's bounced around and, and not really had a home. Gets a full-time ride over there at Alpha Prime in the 44 car. Probably not a guy we'll bring up a ton, although I do think – and we've seen it before, I think, on the super speedways. He's got that, he shows that Earnhardt blood on the super speedways uh, and brings that out like we saw in, in Dale and Dale Jr. Um, because it seems like he, he does perform pretty well on those tracks. Obviously, with the second place at Talladega, almost got that number three car in victory lane. So close. Yeah, but, it uh, was really close, too. That was that was one we all had our fingers crossed for. Yeah. Everybody seems to forget, though, that Jeffrey Earnhardt is out there. It's, it's still, I mean, the Earnhardt name has been kind of disappeared for a while on the track, obviously, but everybody tends to forget that Jeffrey is still out there logging some laps so i'll have to find the stat but him coming back i don't i saw it but i didn't write it down for some reason but him coming back now has had an earnhardt in nascar one of nascar's top three series for a ridiculous number of years because dale senior obviously raced for a long time but ralph earnhardt before that back at the beginning of nascar was was a guy that that had some races then and then obviously dale Transfers over to Dale Jr. We saw Carrie Earnhardt for years, which Carrie, Dale Jr.'s half-brother, is Jeffrey's dad. Uh, we saw Carrie kind of in and out of the Cup Series as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it's good to see just just generations of Earnhardt's continuing to race, right? It's the biggest name, I, I would say, in NASCAR. And you talk about racing, like, yes, Petty is up there as well, but Earnhardt is is really the biggest name, the one that's held on, on the highest pedestal. Um and so, yeah, there, there's some other Earnhardt's out there. I know Bobby Dale is one that I follow on, on social media. Bobby Dale Earnhardt, he's another grandson of, of Dale Sr. that's out there doing some dirt track stuff. He's got his kids uh, racing in, in go-karts and stuff. And we've got uh, Wyatt Miller is doing a, lo a lot of uh, go-kart and stuff like that. That's uh, Dale Jr.'s sister, her son, that's racing. Uh, she's obviously the president of Junior Motorsports really runs the show over there. If you listen to anything Dale says, he just lets her run everything. Um, but yeah, so there's still more, more generations of Earnhardt's, you know, I, obviously I think we, we've probably peaked with Dale senior and Dale junior, but to continue to see the Earnhardt's out there racing. And we've talked about that as well with the history of NASCAR, right? And so many drivers are legacy drivers, right? Chase Elliott, now a champion in the sport. His father was a champion in the sport. The Petties, obviously, Lee Petty, Richard Petty, then Kyle Petty, Adam Petty. We had unfortunately tragically lost him uh, in a practice accident, but he was coming up and was going to be another one to continue that Petty name. And, and there's been so many. Uh, you've got the Burtons now, where where Jeb is still around as uh, 
Ward's son who raced and uh you've got Harrison Burton. Jeff Jeff Burton's son Harrison is racing and Jeff raced back in the day and so many family you see it in all sports right there's always you know guy this guy's dad played and and everything but in NASCAR specifically racing just as in your blood I guess because it, it really transfers down over the years and we've seen so many father-son combos and third fourth fifth generation nascar racers at this point that uh it's good to see see the name continue to live and he'll be back for a full-time season in xfinity obviously dale jr gonna is gonna do two races actually i don't know if we talked about that but he announced he's gonna do two races in xfinity this year uh step up from his one per year that he's been doing so always fun to see him get back on the track as well you know, that's the one thing about it. I mean, I loved to hate him when he was actually a driver active full time. Uh, it was it was fun to not like Dale Jr. Uh, because especially as a Jimmy Johnson fan, it was like Jim or uh, Earnhardt was getting all the attention, not winning any of the races. And here's Jimmy winning everything. And people are like, I hate Jimmy Johnson. I was like, dude. How can you hate this guy when he's nothing but kicking your favorite driver's ass up and down the track every single... Okay, well, I guess I can see how you hate him, but... Welcome to being a Tom Brady fan, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, no, nah, but you're right, though. I mean, the, the legacies, the Labontes, too, another family that uh, yeah. has had some generational uh, talent. So, yeah, I mean, that's what makes this this sport, I think, so endearing to just people in general is that... You know the the protection of the um, of the of the history of it, but also the willingness to uh, to sort of protect the product too. Uh, when sometimes maybe the history is not necessarily all that uh, favorable, but you know the willingness to say, okay, look, we we know, we get it. We're going to preserve the part that we need to, and and uh, kind of let go and jettison the part that's not. So I don't know. It's it's NASCAR has been such a huge balancing act i feel like since i've been a fan as far as trying to preserve the past because we've talked about the past it's a bunch of rum runners and and law breakers and yet here we are in a world where that doesn't necessarily fly anymore so how do you embrace the past without necessarily embracing all the bad parts of it exactly you got it oh <laughs> uh, what an act but uh, yeah, I'm just like I'm looking forward to seeing more. Obviously, I mean, there's there's still so much more to be written, so many more uh, uh, families to put their names on the sport. I mean, even the Elliots right now with Chase being as good as he is. I mean, what about Kyle Larson someday? Does Kyle Larson's uh, kids someday grow up and become racers? Like, I it's just it, it is going to be fun to watch. We are living in a world where we're old enough now to to see uh, more of the grandkids now. <laughs> <laughs> which is which says something about our age at this point, I guess, right? Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, but um, all right, I, I think we've done plenty of damage this week. We'll save some for next week when we come back. To uh, I know we only crossed like a half a thing off of Cody's list at this point. So um, hey, I got to flip one of the pages. We finished all the notes on one of the pages. So. Yes, that is what I was. <sighs> We're making going progress for. here. Making progress. Look, it's a long season too, Cody. Maybe some of that stuff is evergreen. Uh, as yes. we cycle through, but, um, all right, buddy, let's go ahead and put a bow in this episode. Uh, any, any one last thing you want to get off your chest that I, I, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel unfulfilled before we go into this, uh, into this week end. Well, Rod, uh, as we're recording this live, I just happened to look up and see that 
Xfinity and Truck Series lines are dropping as we're speaking. So that brings some great news if you're here to listen to the gambling part of it. Looks like we're going to have some more episodes to uh, crank out and more stuff to talk about because, uh, yeah, I just I was looking at something else and I'm like, wait, what is that? And boom, there it is. So uh, those are, are populating as we speak. Of course, we've already got this whole episode done. So you got to listen to if you've already listened to all that. Next up, looks like we've got some odds to look forward to talking. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man, now I'm pumped. I'm ready to. I have to hit pause and uh, and start recording the next episode. Uh, <laughs> now we want to keep them coming back next week, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah. Next week, I'm like, come on, Cody. Have I taught you nothing about podcasting? Oh, Got to leave them wanting more. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going on vacation tomorrow for the weekend, so uh, no more episodes for you till next week. But we're gonna have some good stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, it looked like championship odds, and so yeah, we got Truck Series Championship, Xfinity Series Championship, Xfinity Series. Uh, race wins over and unders. Oh, buddy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they're, they're jumping on your quick. Nice. Love to see it. Ah. So, little teaser for you. That'll be next week's focus. Beautiful. No, I love it. That, that means that we're going to have plenty of time this weekend to dig in, to actually figure it all out. We won't be going too much on the fly. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to, to suss out some of the better values for you and some of the things to be looking at right now for your NASCAR Xfinity and Truck Series futures. Beautiful stuff, Cody. Uh, Before we wrap it up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. All my work's over there. Got a ton of motorsports stuff out right now. IndyCar, F1, NASCAR, the whole works. NFL stuff. I'm going to have a Sunday Night Football article coming out later this week. Definitely check that out with some of the best bets and stuff over there. Uh, Yeah, and more, more stuff coming out constantly so follow me on twitter over there follow the show as well at nascar gambling indeed make sure to check out his aussie rules football no i'm just kidding that's me uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anything about that <laughs> uh, follow me on twitter at rj via gomez pretty soon i'll have my aussie rules football stuff going on uh anyways follow me on twitter at rj via gomez link in the bio to everything i got going on in the bio whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it is in between media we're cranking up the uh, back road again very, very soon. All the meetings are happening, so uh, we'll be cranking that up once more. But anyways, until the meantime, follow all that there. We'll be back next week. We've got lines to cover, ladies and gentlemen. So if nothing else, if you've suffered through this week, uh, then we're, we appreciate it. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to next week talking some lines. So until next week, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.